the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh yeah. It's business time. It's business. It's business time. I know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say it's time for business. It's business time. Ooh. It's business. It's business time. Oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. If you're hearing business time, it's Dr. Jeff Rosen with Briefing.com. How are you, Dr. Jeff? Oh, pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing well today. Uh, short week. <laughs> Labor Day. How's labor looking in America these days? Uh, uncertain. <laughs> I think that uh, I mean, things are improving. Things have been steadily improving, but things haven't improved uh, in the scale that most people have been expecting. Uh, the labor report that came out last week, I think, was decent. Um, it was nice to see there was an uptick in the amount of hours that people were working. It was, it was nice to see a slight acceleration in the hourly wage. Uh, total job growth was a little disappointing, but it's still you know, averaging out over the last 12 months of over 200,000 jobs per month, which is good. Uh, you know, so in that respect, things are fine. Uh, it's just things could always get better. Okay. Um, the JOLTS report that came out this morning, uh, it's said to be one of Janet Yellen's favorite indicators. What is the JOLTS report? Why should we care? So the JOLTS report lists the total number of jobs that are open, and then it also lists how many people were hired that month and how many people quit or were fired that month. Uh, basically, what it, it gives you an idea of how tight the labor market is, because the, uh, re, the, the, the theory goes that the more jobs you have open, the tighter the labor market, because if the labor market was uh, loose or there were a lot of people looking for jobs, then companies wouldn't have any openings. You know, people would, hide, would would fill them as soon as they were available. So if you look at the numbers from July, you had nearly 6 million jobs open, which suggests that businesses are having a really difficult time finding labor to fill those jobs. You know, basically it's saying that, you know, the unemployment rate of 5.1%, which is below CBO's estimate of full employment, is realistically a, a more accurate indicator than previously expected. Because if there were a lot of people that were just on the fringe of the job market, were on the fringe of looking for a job, if you, you know, walk around and you see all these job openings, you'd say, you know, why am I waiting on the sidelines? Let's, let's start looking for a job because I should be able to find one. Now, the flip side was that uh, the number of people hired last month in July was, you know, fairly weak, especially considering the total number of job openings. So the question is, is you know, are businesses having difficulty finding you know, talent to hire, which would explain, you know, high job openings and, and low hiring rates, or are businesses still looking for the absolute perfect candidate, meaning that they're willing to 
hire someone if the person that is perfect walks the door. But until that person walks the door, they're not willing to, you know, hire maybe a lesser candidate and train them because they don't want that expense. And if that's the case, then the labor market still is, you know, kind of weak. You know, it's not as strong as that number suggests and uh, it makes things more difficult. Is that an index that trends? Has it been the JOLTS report? Is that a report that trends or is it just a month to month that fluctuates? It fluctuates a little bit. I mean, we, we've seen the, the volatility isn't nearly as big as, you know, like claims data, for example. You can see, you know, big spikes one week and, and a big, uh, you know, move you know, against it in the, the next week. It, it's more stable than that. And, I mean, the, the only problem with it is that the report really has been only going around since, uh, I want to say, two, late 2000, early 2001. So there's not much data on previous recessions and the responses. So when you're looking at, you know, the evaluations of what's going on, you're limited to just the 2001 recession and the, you know, slow go recovery after that. So it makes it a, a little bit difficult. Uh, prior to the BLS creating the JOLTS data, you, you, know, you had a little bit more, you know, unusual data points to, to do the same thing, people would look at help wanted ads, for example, in newspapers and count them up and see how many help wanted ads and create an index based on that. You know, the problem with that today is that no one uses the newspaper anymore to find, uh, you know, jobs. So the help wanted indexes are pretty useless. Uh, you're seeing some newer stuff come on with, you know, online job markets to see how many jobs are being posted online to see if that creates a better idea. But it's still a limited database, and again, it doesn't have the history behind it, so you can't really see trends as well. Anything else that you're seeing in the economy that's starting to creep out as far as data goes? Yeah, we was looking at the data, you know, plugging in stuff for our surprise index that we keep track of, and it was... I noticed that the surprise index turned negative uh, uh, on Monday, which is kind of unusual. I mean, things are still looking good in terms of what the actual growth rates are, but the um, the growth rates are starting to come in below what the expectations are. And, you know, that could be just a, a, a short-term blip, but it could be something to, to look at. Um, don't know quite why uh, economists had having a more – you know, optimistic point of view compared to what the economy is doing. And again, this is just a four-week uh, moving average, so it's not that important. But I think the real big thing to look at now is, you know, is the Fed really going to raise interest rates next week? You know, what is the the likelihood of that happening? I think most economists that I've talked to and most economists that I've, you know, heard talk uh, still believe that a September rate hike is probably the most likely time for the, for the first move. Um, I think the data still says, you know, that holding off is probably a better choice. I think the market right now, if you're looking at the Fed futures, still predicts December as the most likely outcome. So there's still a discrepancy between what economists think and what uh, what the market is thinking. And if you take that into consideration with the surprise index, where economists are more optimistic than what's actually happening, that makes much you know, a lot of sense. Where economists believe that a near-term hike would make would would be in the cards, where the data is really not pointing that direction. How about the report that came out yesterday? I'm sure you can talk about this. The consumer credit. Uh, Americans took on $19.1 billion more in consumer credit debt in July. Uh, is that good or is that bad or is it maybe both? Um, that's a really difficult uh, number to look at. 
especially how volatile it is between revisions. I mean, right now we've been seeing strong consumer credit growth over the last 12 months. I think it's been averaging over 18.5, I want to say, uh, billion dollars a month. A lot of that has to do with the fact that the auto industry has uh, come around. So you're seeing strong growth and strong demand in durable goods, which is needed for credit. You know, it's good in respect that income growth has started to pick up, so we would expect credit growth or credit demand to start to pick up. I don't have the specifics, you know, to see how much of that is, you know, bad debt, for example, like, um, you know, people going out and spending on education that may not provide for them in the future, or, you know, just bad purchasing, you know, like what people are buying in terms of, uh, you know, what they're putting on their credit card and what they're not. But... You know, in general, it's okay. It's what we would expect given the uh, improvements in income and the improvements in asset wealth over the last few years. What about the wage component of the job market? Everything that I seem to be reading again and again and again keeps coming back to, yes, people have jobs, and yes, there's, you know, people aren't quitting and panicking, but the wage component is really the last one to come in. Will it come in? Will we start seeing wage growth, or is this just the you new America? You would expect it. I mean, that's part of what the JOLTS report today is trying to tell you. You know, it's saying that if businesses are having a hard time finding um, talent to fill these open positions, if that's the case, businesses really do want to hire someone, then they're going to have to increase their wages in order to attract talent. They're going to have to, you know, quote, steal, you know, talent from their competition. And in that respect, you would expect, you would see an increase in wages. So far, you know, we've been moving to an unemployment rate that's at the full employment level or below the full employment level, and we're seeing lots of jobs open. But there's no competition for, for employment. The wage growth has been very stagnant. You know, we've been only seeing about 2% uh, growth year over year, which, you know, the Fed is expecting 2% inflation would be zero, you know, real growth in income, which is, which is bad. You know, we want to see you know, 4% nominal uh, income growth or 3% nominal income growth so that you have some real spending gains. And right now that's not happening. And, and there's a lot of concerns of why that's not happening. Speaking with Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist at Briefing.com. Um, the Federal Reserve and the housing market, they seem to be linked in a way that the Federal Reserve has kept borrowing costs very, very low. And that's helped me change my balance sheet when they start to raise interest rates, do you expect that to hit the mortgage market? How yeah, soon? There was a, a Fed paper that came out, uh, I want to say a few months ago from the New York Fed, that was looking at the interest rate sensitivity on um, home buying. And basically okay. what they concluded was that small incremental changes in the mortgage rate doesn't have much of an effect on uh, buying homes. Their response more was that the down payment has a bigger uh, effect on purchases. So if banks are still uh, need to have high down payments, then mortgage uh, applications will decline and, and you won't have as many purchases. But the fact that the Fed raises rates shouldn't have that much of an impact uh, to curtail uh, home buying activities. Now, you know, right now, the biggest question, though, is that cost more to, to have a down payment because home prices have been appreciating you know, significantly over the last year. So, you know, what people thought that they could hold on to to, to get a down payment of 10%, now, you know, it's only worth 5% of the, of the new home, which is making it more uh, difficult to, to buy something. 
Thanks very much. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com. Always insightful, always helpful. You can find out more about Briefing.com by checking out Briefing.com. I start my day every day with page one. But anytime Dr. Jeff Rosen publishes something, I'm on that as well. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Rob Black in your money. This is mine to Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 